big-time news today in the NFL. We have a lot to discuss from the trade deadline. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the Dolphins stuff because I have a feeling that we'll, we'll end up um, expanding on that. So today alone, so the trade deadline is an hour for less than an hour from now. So I assume that we'll get even more deals. We just got a ton right before we got on the air. Earlier today, Minnesota sent a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 fourth rounder to the Lions for TJ Hawkinson. Fun. So yeah, they uh, their offense gets even better. The Chicago Bears acquired Chase Claypool in a trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They sent a two. I was shocked. Gave up a lot. That they, uh, I mean, clearly they covet Chase Claypool. They're willing to give up a second round pick for him because he was a second round pick. And has he lived up to that? Mm, almost, but not really. So right, not as proven. Good ceiling on him, and uh, they needed to get Fields a playmaker. They needed to get him a legit target. Yeah, it is just weird. You part ways with Roquan, who's one of the better defensive players in the league. But I would have tried to maybe trade Roquan straight up for a offensive weapon. But maybe that's not how these deals get done right. nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure that the Steelers would, would rather have Roquan yeah. Smith than a second-round pick. But finan- finances have a lot to do with that, too, because Roquan Smith wanted a big deal. The mm-hmm. Bears weren't willing to pay him. I believe that that's the way that that worked out. And so when you trade a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, he's still cheap. You trade a second-round pick for Roquan Smith, now not only did you give up a two, but you also have to give him the bag. So I yeah. think that that comes into play when you talk about those type of deals. So that deal went down yesterday, the one that you're talking about, Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens. The big deal that went down just moments ago, the Dolphins sent their first-round pick, which was San Francisco's. So San Francisco's first-round pick, which they owned, their first-round pick was forfeited because of the Stephen Ross stuff in the offseason. So Miami sends a first-round pick to Denver along with a fourth-round pick and Chase Edmonds, the running back, and they get back Bradley Chubb and a, and a 2025 fifth-round pick. But who cares about that? So Bradley Chubb, for the record, is currently one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Third best, according to yeah. win rate, edge win rate. That's right. Number right here. Number three in the league in pass rush win rate against off- opposing offensive linemen. He's behind only Micah Parsons... And Miles Garrett. It's exciting. So, Legit. It, what were the Dolphins missing? They were missing the ability to be elite in that area. They were decent at it. They could get after the passer. The Dolphins, as a team, before the trade, were ranked eighth in terms of pass rush win rate. But now you add Bradley Chubb, you expect to be top three in that department. Also, the Dolphins, already one of the top teams against the run in terms of run win rate. Christian Wilkins is number two. Uh, against the run as a defensive tackle, and he's already on the team. So you already have what you have on offense. They invested in that in the offseason. Now they're investing into a defense, which wasn't bad, but it definitely needed to get better if they're going to compete in a loaded AFC. The Dolphins are telling you the time is now. We're not waiting till next year. We think that we can win with this team. It's very much... Uh, Seattle with Russell Wilson on a rookie contract. You can point to other teams that have done this before they had to pay the quarterback. Let's just load up everywhere. And they're making deals that I think really work. This is one of those moves that I think could push them over the top. Well, that's the type of player you're able to give up a first-round for because it's like, well, if you get Bradley Chubb in the first round next year or a player like that, that's a a major win. They're going to pay him, too. 
You know, that's yeah. part of it. Oh, yeah. So that's a franchise-type player to move. I'm willing to risk future picks for a guy like that. However, Tua better stay healthy. Otherwise, you're giving up a lot for But you, you go out and get Tyreek Hill. You got McDaniel running the show. Um, maybe trade for an emergency quarterback, too, just while you're at it. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. Although Teddy Bridgewater did okay when he was in there. Nah, you know, but I'm not think, going anywhere. You, know, you go into next year, if Tua can't stay healthy, I, I mean, I think Tua can operate this team and, and win at a high level. I'm not worried about that anymore. I think he's shown that ability. Now, you got to do it in the playoffs, but I have confidence. I had confidence before. I've got a lot more confidence now with some of the big games that he's been able to put together. But if he can't stay healthy and that just becomes the thing that holds Tua back, which is still a possibility, next year, you know, I mean, Tom Brady's probably looking at Miami like mm. he already was and goes, oh, I could win with them. I could go over there. So I've been getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But I think what you are setting yourself up for is if it can't work with Tua and this year isn't the year, you still have the same guys rolling over to next year with the pieces that you brought in, and then you can just insert a veteran quarterback that will probably take less money for a ready-made Super Bowl roster. This is true. We got some listeners fired up about the Jeff Wilson move. They replaced oh goodness, Chase Edmonds yeah. with Jeff Wilson. So, yeah, Miami's wheeling and dealing. Yeah, uh, and I think that that was important because I know they brought in Sony Michelle in the offseason to be one of the reserve backs who kind of thought it would be a three-headed monster. I don't think Michelle is with the team anymore. No, he's somewhere so they, else. They don't have a legitimate number two now that they traded Chase Edmonds. You get Jeff Wilson, and Mike McDaniel's a 49er guy, so exactly. he's got all of his dudes. Like He knows Jeff Wilson really well Oh yeah, because he was the run game coordinator over there in San Francisco. Love the moves. And you told me, I haven't actually seen this because we were just about to pop on the air, so I have my notes in front of me, that the Jags made a big trade too, right? Yeah, Calvin Ridley. I don't know what they gave up for him, but we were talking about Trevor a lot yesterday, and I was saying, hey, get this guy like a legit number one target, and, you know, it's weird that he's had to miss this entire season for gambling on the sport he plays, but pretty darn effective flair when he's on the field. Yes, uh, he was really good the last time that we saw him, and he was really coming into his own as a wide receiver. The So Ian Rappaport is saying that the trade compensation for Calvin Ridley at a maximum is a 2023 fifth-rounder wow. and a 2024 second-rounder. So they're kind oh, of paying rounder. into the future. 2023 fifth-rounder, 2024 second-rounder. So really what they're doing is they're, they're giving a valuable pick two years down the road in order to get Calvin Ridley, which makes sense for a guy like this. I think you have to make sure... That he's still in shape. Oh yeah, and you and, and it is a risk for the Jags. It's nothing that they can cash in on this year because he's suspended for the season. But moving forward, if you have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, all of a sudden you kind of like that receiving core. Yeah, you're starting to get something brewing. I mean, I love the deal for Atlanta to be able to get a eventual second rounder for a guy who's suspended for sketch reasons. Not not the sketchiest of reasons, but somewhat sketchy. <laughs> you get a second round at some point, and a fifth's not terrible. But if you're the Jags, you know, I maybe get like a little bit more of a, a sure thing if you're going to trade a second rounder. But it's it's helping the core for next year. So, right. like I said, next year Thanksgiving is when I want to know more about Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe I do have to hold off now that Calvin Ridley has been traded for. But I love the way that they structured that deal because if Calvin Ridley is good next year, 
then you've essentially traded a second-round pick in the following year's draft in order to have a player that's making an impact on your impact on your roster. Yeah. Now, I think that's why they didn't give him a second-round pick in 2023 because it's like we we need if we're going to use that in a draft in a, in a trade situation, we need somebody who can help us today. Right. Yeah, I mean, I as a, that's why they do that. As a Giant fan, and you know Brian Dableball, I was kind of hoping maybe the Giants would even kick the tires on Calvin Ridley because uh, he was a Bama guy. I'm not sure if they were there at the same time. I could be wrong on that, but still waiting on Jerry Judy. I, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to uh, trade that high of a pick. I think they, if they can trade like a sixth round or later for whoever, that's what they might be willing to do. And I don't even know about that, but. I'm over here selfishly waiting on John Stevens. We need a wide receiver. We need a warm body. Yeah, there are a lot of teams out there that need wide receivers. I heard the the Cowboys are kicking the tires on Brandon Cooks, and the Packers should be in the market for a wide receiver, though they don't usually make trades at the day, uh, at the deadline like this. But that's a team that desperately needs one. Uh, they need like five. You know, it's too late. It's, it's way too late. For I them. I expect Kareem Hunt to be traded within the hour. I would be surprised if he wasn't. Same. So that's another bit of news. There are a lot of teams out there that need to put themselves in position. It's no surprise that you've got teams in the AFC that are making big-time deals like the Dolphins because you need a super team in order to win that conference. That's true. I'm a little surprised the Broncos traded Bradley Chubb. No, I mean, I, they've given up. They've thrown in the towel on the season. I mean, they, I, I guess that makes sense, and you'll just try and run it back with Russell Wilson next year, but... That's also what makes me think that Judy could be very well available, and whether it's to the Giants or somewhere else. After you trade Chubb, you might as well trade pretty much everyone else and just build a brand new team through next year's draft for Russell Wilson. In Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> we'll keep you updated on the NFL trade deadline as the show progresses. Coming up next, the latest on Jalen Suggs and a look at tonight's matchup for the Magic going up against OKC. Coming up after this.